Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you with me. Listen, before I dive into this episode, I want to enlist your help in the work I do with men. Uh, man, manhood, masculinity, noble masculinity, righteous manhood, great manhood, I call it all those things, is in crisis in our generation. And I have started an organization that is teaching men, training men, reaching boys, holding conferences, producing books, doing work uh, internationally, and I could use your help. There's one way you can help uh, that doesn't cost you a dime. If you will go on to smile.amazon.com, Com, you can choose Great Man Global. That's my organization. That's the organization I've started, 501c3. Go on to smile.amazon.com and sign up, uh, link basically your account with Great Man Global. What this will do is it will give cause uh, Amazon to give a percentage of your purchases to Great Man. Won't cost you a dime. Doesn't remove the discounts you get. Doesn't remove the great deals. Uh, many of you, the average American spends about $1,200, $1,500 a year on Amazon. Some of you who are in corporate work and other kinds of work spend hundreds of thousands a year. And we will get a small percentage, won't cost you a dime, and it will allow us to help men. Now, if you want to do something more directly, go to greatman.tv. You'll see in the upper right-hand corner an opportunity to contribute. And I'd love for you to do that. We are a 501c3. It will be tax-free. But we're now that COVID is receding a bit, we've got a bit more more flexibility to travel internationally and hold conferences and things like that. We're going to get to it with a passion. People are starting to support. We're starting to have the, the treasure chests, the war chests <laughs> to, uh, to get after this. We're going to do it. Help us. You can do it without it costing you a dime on smile.amazon.com, or you can go ahead and make a contribution. Help us out. Now, listen, I want to jump in in this episode to something that's difficult, that's disturbing, that's causing a lot of trouble. I want to talk to you about conspiracies and I want to talk to you about QAnon. Now, it, let's let's be really clear. QAnon is a conspiracy theory that has gained currency, as all of you know recently, and it is basically the idea that government media and that the government media and financial worlds in the United States are controlled by a group of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who run a global child sex trafficking operation. All right? So it's the idea that government, media, and the financial worlds are in league, that they are all demon-possessed perverts, basically. I'm not putting it down by saying that. Um, and that they are running a child trafficking ring worldwide. Now, this may sound nuts when I say it that baldly, but the fact of the matter is that all around the country, people are believing this to a huge degree. 15% of Americans agree with this. 25% of all Protestants, uh, evangelical Protestants, 25%, black Protestants, 15%, white Catholics, 11%. Um, it's, it's pretty stunning. Even mainline Protestants who don't tend to be very conspiracy theory oriented, 10%. It's pretty stunning. 
one of my friends and a man whose name you might know, Dr. Russell Moore, one of the most respected evangelical Christian thinkers in the country, uh, says he is talking literally every day to pastors of virtually every denomination who are exhausted by these theories blowing through their churches or communities. I can tell you myself that I have friends uh, whom I love, whom I've known for years. They got caught up in these theories. They began to suspect those who didn't share them. Relationships have gone south. People have been ostracized. Families are split. Uh, You know, we had families splitting over Trump, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, Republican, Democrat back during the Trump years. Uh, I'm sure we still do. I received reports from friends. We don't get together for Christmas anymore. We don't exchange presents. We don't do anything for Thanksgiving. We don't even celebrate birthdays across these political lines within our families. It was tragic. Well, this is worse. Because if I tell one of my QAnon believing friends that I don't share this view, then they are very likely to say, well, you're part of it, Stephen. You live in D.C. You're, you're, you're part of this. You're probably trafficking children yourself. I've had people almost say that. And so it's doing unbelievable devastation. So I'm going to give you some of my views about this. You're going to be surprised by them, I think. And hopefully uh, get some folks, Not, not. I'm not trying to do some deprogramming here, but I'm trying to get us to be sane. And by the way, let's have a real impact on trafficking, which I'll talk about in just a while. Now, here's the bottom line for most of us, especially if you are a Christian, all right, I'll explain why that's important in a moment. I realize I have lots of listeners who aren't Christians. You know I love you. You know you're welcome here. But I'm going to just talk specifically to Christians because this has a very religious cast. This runs on the power of religion, this QAnon. So if you are a Christian, you already believe in a certain degree of conspiracy. Now, what do I mean by that? A Bible-believing Christian believes that Uh, according to Ephesians 2, for example, that there is a spirit at work in the children of disobedience. In other words, those who aren't committed to God are controlled to some degree uh, by the powers of the kingdom of darkness, by, call it what you will, demons, the devil, the devil's minions. Use any words you want to use. And we are told in Ephesians 6 that there is a hierarchy of supernatural powers that rule over the world, world ruling. That's literally the Greek word, kosmokratos, um, literally world ruling spirit. So there is a spiritual conspiracy at work in the world against human beings, um, against life, against health, against love, uh, against prosperity and abundant life, as it says in the Gospel of John. And so, yeah, there's a bit of a conspiracy. When a person becomes a Christian and lives in the world, they understand there is an invisible conspiracy against them. They have joined a war. That's just basic Christianity. We teach that to kids in Sunday school class, for heaven's sakes, when we talk about about the armor of God coming out of the book of Ephesians and elsewhere in the Bible. This is normal, okay? So does it make us all schizophrenic nuts who are looking for demons behind every doorknob? No, not if we're well taught, but it does cause us to realize that there's a conspiracy going on, okay? Then, if you are a conservative, you're a political conservative, even if you're not a Christian, whichever, you know, political conservative and a Christian, political conservative and not a Christian, uh, the fact is that you also believe in certain kinds of conspiracies. Conspiratorial thinking at some level is fairly normal. Why? 
because you believe that there are, there are people who are trying to move this country towards socialism, and you believe there are people uh, who are trying to raise taxes, and you believe there are people who are conspiring to increase Democratic voter rolls by reducing um, control of the borders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's not, you may not even think of some of these as conspiracies, but you think there are cabals, there are organizations, there are secret groups, some people call it the deep state, that are working against what you believe. If you're a conservative and you believe basically in free market economics and a limited government and the rule of law and strong borders and strong defense, etc., the standard conservative pillars, well, yeah, there are massive forces arrayed against this. And yes, they work in secret. And, you know, a lot of them are called Democrats. And so, you know, and you, of course, you think they're good Democrats, bad Democrats. But my point is, if you're a conservative, you already have one foot towards a conspiratorial type of thinking. Now, you're going to hear some noise in the background. Some construction has started up nearby here in Nashville. That's just the way it goes. We are living in a, on a planet, Nashville, that is being rebuilt at every corner. So you're going to hear a little noise. It doesn't bother me. I hope it doesn't bother you. Anyway, so my point is that a certain amount of conspiratorial thinking is built into some religions. It's built into some political philosophies. And by the way, my friends on the left, I have friends who are Marxists and friends who are Democrats and friends who are progressives, and they think there are vast right-wing conspiracies, a phrase that Hillary Clinton used not too long ago to, uh, no, I mean, she did it years ago, to express her view of the right and how the right works against her and how the right was trying to expose some things about her. All of this to say that we are we are all prone a bit to a conspiratorial kind of thinking. The problem is with QAnon, I'm going to tell you the two things that most upset me about, about QAnon. One is there is no evidence. There is no evidence. Are there devil worshipers in Hollywood? Sure. Are there probably devil worshipers in the press? Sure. Are there people who worship the devil? I'm talking about maybe a handful in U.S. government. Sure. Just because there are thousands of people in these industries and some of them are going to be pedophiles and some of them are going to worship Satan and some of them are going to worship Jesus and some of them are going to be Jews and some of them are going to be Muslims. And I'm just saying on the laws of percentages, yes. There are probably people who are there. Are they in league? Are people in government in league with media and in turn in league with Hollywood? These these are organizations that don't even necessarily get along. And they are working together both to worship Satan and to traffic children. Uh, I know of no evidence. This is conspiratorial thinking uh, that has run amok. I'm all for believing in conspiracies. I believe in some conspiracies. I believe there are efforts in the world to do certain things that I consider evil. Of course, both at the human and the supernatural level. Remember that I'm a Christian. But the fact is there's no evidence for this. And so you've got guys sitting in their lounger, their lounge chairs, their recliners in front of their television sets or with earbuds in listening to podcasts. And they're just believing conspiracy theories because they're ticked off and somebody has given them a grid for hating the people they want to hate. That's what's going on. There's not any evidence that QAnon is true. 
It's, a, it's supposedly somebody deep in government. QAnon is supposedly uh, all foisted by somebody deep in government who is sending out reports to the world from inside the government saying, this is what's going on. It's all secret. I really can't, I really can't explain. Well, we've had weird things happen. I've told you before about the guy who went into a, a pizza restaurant in upstate New York and fired off a round because he was convinced by QAnon that Hillary Clinton was running a child trafficking ring in the basement of Comet Pizza, that's the name of the place, in, in upstate New York. Now, come on. If Hillary Clinton's going to indeed be a Satan worshiper or indeed be a pedophile, you think she's going to do it in the basement of a one-room pizza restaurant, you know, in on some mall strip in upstate New York? No, this is nuts. This is nuts. This is people wanting to hate Hillary Clinton, wanting to believe in the perversions of uh, Hollywood and so on, which are which are true, which are valid, um, and and therefore subscribe to this theory. But I'll tell you what bothers me the most. What bothers me the most is that the people I know, anyway, and I know hundreds of them in this thing. The people I know aren't lifting a finger for any of it. What's my point? My point is that I'm thinking of one gentleman in particular, and he has broken relationships. He has moved away from people. He has broken up his family. He has treated his son badly. I mean, it's unbelievable. And yet he hasn't lifted a finger to undo trafficking. He hasn't given a dime by his own admission. He hasn't given a dime. He hasn't lifted a finger, not a thing to undo trafficking. So if, so if we are so concerned about trafficking, if we are so concerned about, uh, about the care of children, uh, that we are willing to break relationships, pervert our politics, be rude, bust up our families, ostracize friends, etc., etc., etc. It sure seems to me that we would get off our duffs also and go make a difference in the area of trafficking. There are a lot of organizations that are doing a lot of good. I'm going to tell you about one in just a minute. And that we would make a difference. Now, the people I know don't lift a finger. They don't do a thing. I am the chairman of the board of an organization called Uncaged. Look it up online. Uncaged does unbelievable good. Unbelievable good in getting women and children out of trafficking and getting them into centers where they can get uh, healing and help and even even professional training so they can go on and live productive lives. We work with security agencies. We work with governments. Um, it's a well-funded organization run by my friend Kim Westfall. She's the founder CEO. Uh, I agreed to be on the board years ago. We do great stuff. Now, there are other organizations, but if you want to help, uncaged. And if you want to know more about it, write me, but go look up Uncaged online and you're going to find a fine organization well run by professional people who know what they're doing, lawyers and professional fundraisers and people like me who are just general sort of cultural analysts, historian, speaker, teacher, writer types, and we're making a difference. So, I mean, I'm a little bit animated about this because if you are all caught up in Uncaged and it's all something you talk about over a beer and bellyache about out back to your television, get off your butt 
and help us. We're actually getting people out of trafficking rather than just using a QAnon conspiracy as an opportunity to be mad and separate from everybody and hate on people. Now, I do believe there's trafficking in the world. 48 million people are being trafficked, so we're told, and I think that's a conservative number. About a quarter of them are children. And yeah, it's a huge issue. And I'm thrilled when I get on my Delta jet and hear the hear the flight attendants or the captain say something about, hey, if you see something that looks like trafficking, Delta's taking a stand against trafficking, let us know. I'm thrilled when I stand in, a, in an airport nowadays and hear the announcements. I'm thrilled that people are getting on board. Well, we're doing it. We're out there doing it. We're active. We're spending our time, spending our treasure. Uh, some people are risking their lives in our organization to get people out of trafficking. We've We've got homes all over the world. We're building new facilities. You want to end trafficking? Get involved with us. Open your wallet. Get off your backside. Come to one of our conferences. Check out our website. Get involved. Do something. But to just sit around bitching about QAnon, that's not going to do anything except embitter you, apparently, if, if my friends are any example, some of my friends anyway, and give, put you in a position of heart where you start ripping up your life. So you can tell I'm kind of animated about this because QAnon is damaging American politics. It's absolutely tormenting churches and pastors. It's ripping up families. It's embittering souls. It's probably not even true in its overall architecture. But I'll tell you, it's absolutely true that there is trafficking in the world. And to the extent that QAnon says there's trafficking in the world, I say yes and amen. Let's change it. But if you're just using QAnon as a chance to sit home and bitch, you are missing life and you are going to damage your life. So some degree of conspiracy theory belief is built into life. We all sort of believe it. It can be as benevolent as, you know, the public schools are run by teachers unions and they're doing a terrible job. That There's a conspiracy theory. Simple little basic political conspiracy theory that a lot of people in America believe, especially on the right and especially among Christians. And it's, it's, it's fine. It's allowed. I'm not saying it's necessarily true. I'm saying that would be one that you just kind of run into every day. Or that the right is now all about, you know, combating what's best for America. You know, the congressmen and women who are fighting the infrastructure plans of Mr. Biden. Well, there is a conspiracy theory for you. They're built into life. Conspiracy theories happen, right? Uh, I've done a lot in the, in, the, in the Muslim world. My Muslim friends sit me down and talk about what Christians are trying to do. The U.S. is trying to, you know, get a foothold in the Holy Land of Saudi Arabia and so on. There is a conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theories are built into belief systems, and that's fine. What you want to do is, is do the best you can to verify the facts. And then once you've verified the facts and you care about a certain cause, get up and do something about it. So to sit home and bellyache about trafficking, a la QAnon, which, is, which its version is not verified, and do nothing else is just wrong. And the, the embitterment that it does and the tensions that it brings and the ostracization that it brings is going to do damage. Look, I care about you. I care about our country, and I want you to think seriously about this QAnon stuff, especially I'm going to be very pointed now. You know I'm a Christian. You know I'm a church guy, and this is doing unbelievable damage in our churches. Every church expert from Ed Stetzer to Dr. Moore to other people that I know, friends of mine, they're all saying churches are being ripped up by this theory that has no basis and by people who don't lift a finger otherwise to make any kind of difference when it comes to trafficking. 
all right, let's change this. Let's fix this. Again, I want to say it's possible that every individual piece of the QAnon theory is true. Uh, you know, there are people in the news media who worship Satan. Okay. Are the people in the news media who are pedophiles? Yes, probably. Given how many people are in the media, that does not mean that the overall architecture of the QAnon assertion is true. So know your facts, get off your backside, make a difference. Come join us at Uncaged if you want to fight trafficking. But most of all, be careful what you believe and be careful how you live based on you believe on your belief. Remember that the ancients told us the unexamined life is not worth living. Examine your life, examine your beliefs, and then get busy changing the world the way that you have power to do it. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.